know how we do, Rockefeller, forever. Catch me skating through your town, putting it down. Y'all relating, no waiting. I'll make your block in for red hot. I'm like Satan. Y'all feel a nigga struggle. Y'all think we nigga seven and we back at it. Little by a lot. Here with the fellas, the brothers, the boys, the men. It's your boy, ABGZ. Over here with this guy named Hardy Santone. The man, the myth, the legend, John Shaft. Money bag, Mike. TR in the building. It's a celebration once again. Again, the seventh whole episode, and not a word from you. We feeling good. We in the building. John Shafton created some kind of magical concoction tonight. I'm getting in my Joe Buttons bag tonight. Oh Jersey stand up. <laughs> we coming at you. Slaughterhouse better than the Wu-Tang Clan. I really do believe that Slaughterhouse uh, we not, is better well, we're than not the Wu-Tang And I don't care who, what anybody's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Slaughterhouse better than the Wu. Shout out to the 313 that holds me down. Detroit, my love, your favorite son. What's going on, fellas? How you, how's your week going, Tom? Week is going good. A little uh, hectic at the schoolhouse, but you know how that go. Tone, uh, Tone out here about to fight grandparents. No, that, <laughs> that's you. That was you. Do we want to do this right now? <laughs> hey, he was about to square up with her, though. Like the, that Martin episode. Yes. The Martin he episode. About to fight Miss <laughs> hey. She was about to split him, too. I Listen, was going to get weak. You know, I believe if the children are our future, we got to, hey, we got to set the example. And, you know, if it, I, I just honestly believe if you want to cuss me out, Talk crazy, at least tell me good morning first and then proceed. Hey, she was walking away. He said, Good morning to you. <laughs> she got mad though. She turned around. Good morning. That was weak. She's on one day. She called me today. Like, I should have I should have used a Google number. <laughs> but this is the thing, she slick though, because I said I'm not taking no calls after six. I put that on the list. She calls at 545. <laughs> <laughs> You, you and one more thing, and one more thing. I was like, uh-uh. You ain't say you want to go stay on the phone till after six. Uh, I mean, right, till six. You right. just said call before. Hey, no. he was about to get split, but you know, I, I would have, I would have World Star on that, bro. If you would have that would have been on. Hey, one thing y'all need to know: Al Bailey ain't got no problem quitting the job. <laughs> so I just want y'all to know that. I want y'all to know that about me. Doctor Bailey ain't got no problem. Walking out, people talking about, what about them kids? Ah, them kids don't sign them checks. I'm out. Oh, man, he is crazy. <laughs> Those are the views expressed on this show by me. <laughs> Will, how's your week? Man, my week cool, man. We cool, man. Back at work uh, consistently, man. Um, I can make the announcement here. Just got accepted into grad school, so. Oh, okay, then. Um, That's trying to get up, out man. of that situated, you know, man. I'm trying, to, um, I'm trying to figure out, uh, uh, do I want to wait to the winter or do I want to uh, uh, try to force it and get it get it started in the fall? So um, In the Bible, my, my right brother, now. they say, they that wait upon the Lord. Say, no, nah, that's, that's good. That's pretty dope. Yeah, man. Crash, what's up? Congratulations, man. You think you can start right now and work and balance it? Yeah. I wouldn't have had the opportunity if I can't. God wouldn't have gave me the opportunity. Ooh, he preaching tonight. He know the Lord. You just oh, got to find man. a way to make it work. Everybody got 24 hours about how you spend them. Facts. That's straight facts. So facts. That's what's up. You going to Miami of Ohio? 
Yeah, man. Thanks hey, for telling my, my, my man uh, business out like that, man. Where they can find me. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Roll up on them. You can find me in the club full of blood. Mama. Hey, but shout, yeah, though, man. Hey, shout out to the, um, to the Red Hawks. Love and Honor. Alumni, <laughs> alumni right here. I fool, oh, yeah, I, I, I fool forgot, with them. I fool <laughs> with Love and Honor. There's some dope people that I know. Yeah, it's a lot, man. One of my... One of my greatest mentors, man. I got a lot of mentors, but one of my one of my greatest mentors is up in Miami, man. He does a lot of good work. Cussed me out today. Told me I ain't got no choice. Once I get this master, I'm going straight into my doctorate. And he said, he ain't, he ain't messing with me like that. He said, no. get that done. Hey, Dr. Rodney Coates. My guy. Is one of the dopest in the game as a tenure professor on any college. University. If you want to get some knowledge, some Jews dropped on you, check him out, man. He's as real as it gets. Brother. He's real as, real as it gets. He's real man. as it gets. Only thing I don't like about him, he's a kappa. Ugh. I ain't got nothing to do with y'all. Yeah, yeah, I ain't got nothing. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to do with y'all. Shout out to the bros, a five bit of single fraternity. See, I always throw those good commercials in there. Oh, my goodness. All right, we about to move right along to Rants. I told the weekly I, rants. Uh, <laughs> I told let's you go ahead and start with this guy. I told you what my rant is. What's go your ahead. Rant? Go ahead. You keep talking about you want to hoop against me. And you <laughs> cannot beat me in hoop. He, he said he can beat me in hoop. Are you though. finished? You cannot beat me in hoop. Bro. Are you finished? Hey, hey world. Then. Hey, world. This will be the wackest one-on-one game ever. It, it won't be. Please, please, please make so it happen so I can record it. So, it listen, <laughs> August the 20th. Um, 2020. 2020. It's it's so much other stuff that's going on in our society right now. Uh, but yeah, but that, that we could that be touched, talking about that uh, touched uh, my listen. soul. That it touched, t- my it soul. touched your soul, but your, but the basketball won't touch the gold oh. if it leaves your fingers, my brother. Oh. So you are gonna be tired after the first few steps? Hey, he said steps. <laughs> wow, I, I may be tired. You take him to the rack every time after those first few steps. Be I up. may be broken. I may be crushed. But I will not give up. Man, for listen. I will defeat you, my listen, brother. Listen. What Antoine Fisher say, and after all that, I'm still here. I'm still standing strong. With an L. <laughs> all right, just With like, just like these kids live stream class every day. I'm gonna live stream that ass whooping on that basketball oh, court. Oh, Keep on playing hey, with me. He started early. And right. that's <laughs> the bottom line. The still code. That's 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 authentic. Yeah, it's authentic. <laughs> What's your rent? Um, my rent Little is- boy, what's your rent? <laughs> See? <laughs> That's why you can't give everybody everything, man. This guy's tripping already. But to be honest, man, my rent is people uh, who don't think that as black people or as people that we can multitask. And what I mean by that is people who don't think that you can be... Um, could kind of know what's going on in pop culture, but at the same time, doing things to push the culture for- forward, making sure that... Um, we still fighting for our rights, still fighting for equality, still um, focus on putting people, um, putting our culture, putting our race first and getting the things that we deserve. You can do that at the same time. You can watch Hoop. You can know what's going on in pop culture. You can listen to the latest songs. You can do all that. As black people, we are amazing. We shouldn't be limited to just one thing. Now, if that's what you want to dedicate your time to, that's perfectly fine. I'm with you. Either way, Either way, um, I'm with you. But for you to try to criticize people who, you know, might talk or engage about things that's going on in the in pop culture and to think that that means that they are not focused on what's going on in the world, um, that's inconsiderate, um, disrespectful. 
it's not fair, and it continues to cause tension and beef within our culture because I know me, I can do both. I know the other gentlemen that's in here, we can all do both. Um, we done had intricate um, conversations about um, what's going on in Hoop, what's going on with the Cardi and Meg song, but at the same time, we talk about politics, we talk about the Black Lives Matter movement, we talk about what's going to push us forward, and we're doing things behind the scenes to make those things happen. So let's not limit our culture to just one thing. We can do it all. Uh, we were made in God's image. So in other words, we're we're 90% perfect. You know what I'm saying? We're not 100% because we're not God, but we're 90% perfect, so we can do it all. So that's my rant. Hey, man, that juice got him. Is that the is that the uh, wine that y'all drink in church right there? That's that all these box of wine. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the, with the Shit, a, fruit a cup box man. of wine. <laughs> the McDonald's fruit cup. Yo, so I'm you know I'm so Joe Buttons tonight. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, we ain't here. Shout out to the slaughter. We better than the woo. I'm better than meth and red by myself. Hey man, what's yeah. your rant, man? Come on. My Come rant. On. I got many rants tonight. Oh my god. Here we go. We got time? No, we don't. We got all the time in the world. Uh, so let's start with fact. number one. My first rant, and this rant makes my gums itch. <laughs> <laughs> makes my gums itch, man. I, I just, listen. Parents. Parents. When you bring your children to school, I, even if you wear pajamas, at least wash your face. Even if you, even if the, I ain't trying to tell people how to show up or nothing, you know you, you are got, telling you people got, how to uh, show up. Listen, I just said it. <laughs> if you gonna wear some pajamas to drop the babies off, that's fine. You never know what somebody going through. All right, but what? when you wave down the teacher and you want the teacher to come talk to you, hey, you saw somebody was sleeping their eye this morning. I saw more than sleep. I can't, I can't tell you what the rent about, but after your rent, we're going to come back to this conversation before we get started. Go ahead, I sir. I, uh, I just, that's one. Make my gums itch. Early in the morning, you want to talk to me, and your breath smelling like the peppers and onions from uh from um, Alabama's. <laughs> it's too early for that. Now, you got some people who say, and I, and I, and I see why some schools are transitioning to you know, parents got to look a certain way to come in the building and stuff like that. All right, that's enough for that one. Second rent. Did y'all read the article, see that article about, it made national news headlines about the school. It's right here in Cincinnati, right off of Redden Road, Zion Temple. Mm. Zion Temple. Yes, we did. Uh, Christian Academy, uh, the House of Disorderlies. As I'm gonna call it, I'm taking all shots at, at Zion Temple tonight because I got past beef when my own children went there. Uh, people can become so religious that they they lose the pure image of what um, the commissioning call of God has intended for people. It's, it's it's one thing when your own people. I mean, it's one thing with other people, but it's sad when other people, your own people, who have a business. You know, a school educating, you know, supposed to be about equality and all this, and you want to hinder somebody's education because you don't like the hairstyle that they have in their hair. It's a shame. It's a, uh, it's an abomination to me. I think people really need to start taking a serious look at a lot of the complaints and the other people's feelings and vibes that they got of a Zion Temple. I don't know if I got any friends on my Facebook that may go there. They
their kids may go there. No matter. I, I'm just saying. I know enough people, and I and I speak with uh, with authority on this because I even know when my when my twins were uh, there in their summer camp, and we looked at sending them to school. It was some stuff went down. I told the man that day. I said, "You got two options. You have my money when their mom show up to pick them up." Or I'm coming up to to the school tomorrow, and 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 he ref, he refunded the deposit for tuition and the money for the summer camp. I'm not gonna go into detail what happened, but what I'm saying is, uh, I, we we probably let them off the hook easy, and it's just a shame, man, that you know when you when you heard about it, I heard about it. I'm like, man, what white school is this? Then I look at it in it's Zion Temple. I said, oh man, it figures. So that's my rant again, man. We trying to hold other people to the fire, then it be your own people out here doing some mischievous things uh, and, and, and acting like they're doing it under the umbrella of love and God. That's not the that's not the God I serve. All right, that's your rant. That's my rant. All right, that second rant, I one thousand percent agree with you. We can't be doing that to each other, man. Um, it's, it's other things that we can be beefing about. Um, an appearance, especially if they're not coming in being disrespectful or you know. Or look in any type of way, we shouldn't be trying to limit our kids, the opportunities for our kids' education. Let's go back to your first rant, though. You really get mad the way people, where parents show up to the school? I don't. I really don't. You just ranted about it. I'm just saying, you know, from um, from a hygiene perspective, that's what my rant really about. I have seen parents, all jokes aside, I, and I, and, I, and if, I, if it was a Bible right here, I would put my hand. You ain't got to do all that. But I, I know y'all trust me because I have seen, and I'm serious about this. Mothers who probably work Sunday night at the strip club, put up, throw on a robe, and the lingerie is still under, or they leaving somebody's house and they dropping their babies off. And you know the little babies in the car line, some schools, they can't get on their own. The teacher, or the worker, got to go open the door. And you see all kind of stuff. You see all kind of stuff, man. We even seen people with see through stuff on. We see. I don't have an issue with the clothes like some people do. I'm just saying from a hygiene perspective. But we don't know. We don't know what that parent that had to go through to get that to get up to get that. That's why I say I don't have no problem with the clothes. It don't matter. They might not have had a chance to throw no mouthwash in to brush their teeth real quick, man. They got to get their babies to the school. And (laughs) we complain, but like, not serious though. Education, we complain about. Here you go. About parents not showing up or not being there and being visible. A parent is being visible. I, that, that parent is being visible. Now I'm not. Now I'm not saying but that. But we have to get should, to a place. I'm not saying parents should come to school looking anyway. But if they're rushing or if they're trying to make sure that their kids get there, let them go ahead and do it, we, man. We, we got to get to a place that we set some kind of standard for our people. And I and I believe, and I believe. And I ain't hear you say nothing about no fathers coming to the school. You, well, why is it just the mothers? I didn't, no, no, I'm talking about parents in general now. It's some fathers that come up to the school. <laughs> hey, don't tell you we see dirty drawers. We don't want to see no dirty drawers. Hey, man, I'm ready to move on. They <laughs> <laughs> over here texting each other. They don't like when I talk to. We ain't even texting each they other. Get he, he got an attitude. This is my rants, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> he got you know what I'm saying? I'm sticking to it. We can take a vote. Should we move on or not? We can I move believe on. in a democracy. Okay, there it is. It's two to one. Is it two to one? I already that said be, my piece. It might be two to two. Oh. Oh, now he's talking about my weight. <laughs> no, so I, here's somebody that's working in education, <laughs> and he just sat here and gave y'all oh, wow. this little abstract point of view of, you know, blah, 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 and then he does the very same thing that Zion Temple was doing. <laughs> Way to tie it all in, Al. I respect that. So they voted me out. <laughs> Ooh, something burning my throat. <coughs> Fire, y'all got 
<laughs> All right, so here we are. We switching lanes. Listen, there's been some conversations <laughs> on social media about um, TV dads. Uh, a few months ago, it was a, a thing came out. It was the top 25 TV sitcom dads, and it was white, black, it come everything. Hey, I, that picture that I sent was George Lopez on there. I think so. I think he was at the bottom tier. Hold on, I could look it I up. I can't remember. Was George Lopez on here? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't. You know who George Lopez is? Yeah, I know who he is. Right. So what we want to do tonight <laughs> right. is put our own spin on it. We want to come up real quick. We're not going to stay on this all night because Party Time Tone said in the car on the way over here, hey, whatever we do, we ain't about to sit here and talk about people's daddies all night. <laughs> that's, that's not what I said, but okay. <laughs> we're just going to roll with it. So that. we're going to try to give y'all Nope, George Lopez wasn't on there. Wow. Our top 25 TV sitcom dads. So what we did was we all went and created a list of our top 10. Uh, so we're going to debate some about this. Um, so that's 30. So I guess we're going to cut five, right? I mean, well, well it might, we, it we might, might have some of the same. We don't, some know, other people. we don't know who. We may be on, yeah. So. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you one person that didn't make our top 10. <laughs> and that's Frank Mitchell from Moesha. <laughs> Frank Mitchell definitely ain't make the top ten. I mean, he, he so didn't. who, who going to say they first? So the criteria that we... Um, uh, go Bailey Campbell Johnson. Th- so the criteria that... No, why you got to go last? <laughs> Man, huh? come on and say the criteria. You, you, you my young pup out here in these streets. You go when I tell you to go. And you look at me again, funny, and see what I do with this. You know mic. what? You you two seconds away from I getting... ain't your buttons no more. I'm Nino now. Yeah. Hey. Oh man. You two seconds away from getting that uh <laughs> you already know where I'm gonna go with it. So you need to... I'm telling you right now. I already am already. <laughs> so uh we said some criteria. I think we talked about um what was the criteria we said about uh the total feel of that impact. Uh, influence, influence and how relatable yeah, how they will yeah, be today. Yeah, yeah. Today, absolutely. So I'm going first, all right? I'm going to start... Uh, is, this, is this in order you just listing 10? I'm going to go in order from 10 to 1. Okay. Can I do that? Absolutely, All sir. right, so 10 to 1, all right? Uh, I have a tie at 10. So you got 11. So, no, I got <laughs> two names written by number 10. Well, let's let's okay. go, man. Come on, go. I got George Jefferson and James Evans. All right. I got, uh, as Charles Dickens eloquently writes in one of his books, A Tale of Two Cities, it was the uh, best of times, it was the worst of times. And I think these are two fathers that give that whole aspect to what Dickens was talking about. We can come back to that. Number nine. Hey, fill that up for me real quick. Uh, (laughs) I got Colonel Taylor, different world. Number eight. Robert Patterson, Parenthood. That was played by Robert Townsend for y'all youngest that don't really, you know what I'm saying. Number seven, Ray Campbell, Sister, Sister. Number six, I put him in there because I spent a lot of time watching this show. Uh, This was the time frame. This show came on uh, where you had to watch what was on TV and you had to watch it as a family. You know, I don't know how y'all grew up, but you may have had a small 13-inch in your room, but the big TV, everybody had to watch the same thing because your mom and dad didn't want nobody arguing. And so I got Lester Jenkins from 227 at number six. Number five, got Michael Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and kids. Number four, got Carl Winslow. Number three, this man, uh, when I started this 
Journey first, when his first picture came out a couple months ago, um, and he was, I think, tier four, tier three, and and I posted this on my Facebook page, and I saw a lot of the sisters came to his defense, and then I had to go back and I had to think about what was going on at the time frame and all that kind of stuff. I got Floyd Henderson, the father from Smart Guy, at number three. All right? Great selection. Number two... And number one, it doesn't matter day of the week. Um, you can flip-flop them, but, you know, for the sake of the argument, uh, I got Uncle Phil at two. And number one, I got Dr. Heath Cliff Huxtable. All right. That's a nice list. Thank you. I appreciate you for being positive, my brother. I think it's black men that we have to show more admiration. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with my list. At number 10, I got Pops. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Pops, man. That's my guy. Number nine, I got Floyd Henderson. Okay. Number eight, I got Joe Carmichael. Ooh. From the Carmichael show. Slept Are we counting on, that? Slept yes. on show. I, I didn't think that because we said TV sitcoms. That's a, that, that's that a TV, TV sitcom. came on NBC. Oh, you right. <laughs> Go ahead, shawty. <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Came, came with that big that big joker on him. He saw it. That definitely ain't a big joker. Uh, whatever. <laughs> so you keep, you uh, keep whatever. that little list going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number seven, I got Flex Washington. Okay. I got number six, Bernie Mac. Okay. Number five, Carl Winslow. Number four, James Evans. Number three, Michael Cow. Number two, Dr. Heathcliff Huxable. And Uncle Phil, number one, man. He was- I like the um, the Bernie Mac. I, 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 I think I had Bernie Mac on my list. Off the top of my head, and then when I was writing it down, I forgot Bernie Mac. Hey, you know the crazy that's cool. thing? That's cool. That's cool. You know the crazy thing? Uh-huh. Me and <laughs> me and Party Time got the same list, just different order. Different order. Let's hear it. So, uh, number 10. Okay. Pops. Pop, 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 sugar pop. You know what I'm saying? Pops held it down for his two kids, and people forgot that he gave Sean the money to start his own business, he man. Did. So you got to respect he that. Did. And as many times as Marlon always kept messing up, Pops was his greatest advocate for, for you know what I'm saying, for him always to get another chance with his brother and other stuff like that. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Facts. Um, number nine, Flex Alexander. Okay. Um, raised, raised a uh, daughter. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That we don't really see we don't really see that uh, on TV that much, single dad raising a daughter. That was different, so I respected that. You see that? Uh, never mind. Okay. I got feeling about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, we, we can talk about it. Uh, number eight, funniest dad on television ever, Joe Carmichael. Hey man, he was fried. <laughs> he was fried, yeah. yeah. Joe Carmichael. That's was a slept-on show. Man. Yeah, but that's a slept-on show. Carmichael show. And was I like amazing. the fact of that show how him and his son, it's just that open dialogue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just he just was that that openness. You know what I'm saying? Can y'all imagine if, if, if we go back to it, but we go back to openness. it. Uh number seven, um, this is an emotional attach for me. The reason why is because, you know, as of right now, I don't have any biological kids. So with that being said, it was uh Bernie McCullough who took over raising his niece and nephew. So I felt like that was a uh impactful show and okay. he represented right. Number six, Carl Winslow. Okay. Um, number five, my guy Floyd Henderson, man. Uh, really should get way more love uh, than, you know, a lot of people give him. Number four, James Evans. Number three, my favorite TV dad, my favorite TV dad, Mr. Michael Cal. Number two is Uncle Phil. And number one, Heathcliff Huxable. So I want to go back and uh, let's start with Floyd Henderson. What did you have Floyd Henderson? Uh, I had him at number nine. You had him at nine. You had him where? Uh, I had Floyd Henderson five. Floyd Henderson five. I got Floyd Henderson. 
three. What, what, what was your reflections, your thoughts on Floyd Henderson and you? Where you? I just put him at? not know enough. I, yeah, but I I know uh, I know enough to know that I could have had him at number nine, just weighing everybody else that you had that we had because we had a longer list. Um, I didn't I wasn't really watching the show like that, but when I did, he just stuck out to me as one of those good dads. So it's a lot of shows that fall in that category that um, around that time, you know, you, you talk about some other shows before and after. Um, when I originally probably would have did this list, when I originally saw that post and I thought about Floyd Henderson, I said, I don't think I got him in my top 10, right? I probably, I probably would have said top 20. I don't know if he'd have been top 15. But then I had to go back and think, and I, and I went back and I read the description of the show um, and, and the bright spots of that show. And, um, yeah, that's an amazing story. And also, not just the love he had for his kids, but even the the kids' friends, yeah, yeah he became sure. like a impactful neighborhood, neighborhood kind of dad. father, neighborhood yeah. dad, and which I see myself as um, being serious for you know. And the reason why for his- a moment, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I see myself as a neighborhood dad. So knowing that, going back to that, I relate to that a little bit. Go ahead. I didn't try to catch you off. I didn't want to lose my thought. Sorry. Nah, the- Joe Buttons is back, baby. Nah, the reason why. I think the reason why a lot of people don't put Floyd Henderson there is because we remember the show, but the show wasn't one of them one type shows. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it wasn't one of them one type shows, so people didn't really get the intricate details of how of what went on and why he was such an, uh, a, a valuable role model. Right. I think because we think about the character, right? It was yeah. A smart guy. His show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the storyline. Maybe maybe that's through. what it was and for me got- too. It was it was based. It was the smart guy show. So it was like really about the, the. But just think, just think though, the mom died. Right. Yeah. And then he is raising a genius son. Uh, yeah. Like that's, dope. that's why. That's, he, that's part of the reason he, he made my top ten. But I didn't like, like I said. He I didn't. Son who was smarter than him. I, yeah. I raised him, and I think that's the part, only father on this list that I raised because I saw a connection, not from the mom died perspective, but from the connection of. You know, I got some geniuses in my household, but th- that that neighborhood feel that something that he directly didn't ask to be, but something that he just embraced being. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like yeah. even today being the first day of school for some of them kids that I know that's friends with my kids, uh, texting their mom or them, uh, just to seeing um, how was they school day and stuff like that. Uh, another name we want to go to. Um, I should have had him on my list. That's a slight of myself. So, but Bernie Mac definitely was, was, you know, um, be on my list. And uh, how y'all feel about Bernie Mac? I think that's a great story as well. Uh, Bernie, Bernie Mac was a uh, he was the he was good because he he um, he took in his his you know somebody else's kids. His, yeah, and that's that's admirable. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that do that, man, taking in somebody else's kids and. And taking on... And not just taking them in. Like, because went to court. Yeah. Fought for him to the keep The other family members didn't show up. up right, you know, yeah. people thought that just was a true up, story yeah. when he talked about that in Kings yeah. of Comedy. Right. But that was real. They had agreed right. that what we was going to be supportive and, you know, what he did. So, yeah. No, yeah. It was for that. that and then just the, the lessons he was giving them. He was hardcore on them, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but But the lessons he was giving them was... 
stuck it stuck out to me. It stood out to me, man. Yeah, I had him at seven, man. Like I said, man, it was just like, you know, we don't have your own biological kids, but you know, any kid that come around you, niece, nephew, and you take them in and you try to, you know, be that positive role model for them. Right. You definitely relate to that. Right. Right. You definitely relate to that. Two more dads that I want to discuss on this list. And if y'all got any more dads after that, feel free. But let's go skip to James Evans, because I got a bone to pick. About was he in your James. top 10? I told you I had a tired teen. And I, the only reason why I put James Evans on here, because, you know, you guys, um, when we was talking on Wednesday, which was yesterday, um, I had to go back and think what y'all said about you had to understand what was going on at those times. And so going back, look at those times where Good Times was filmed at and what was going on in the community um, to have the black father that was in the household. Right. You know, that was that was critical um, within itself to have a black father within the household. What did you have James Evans on your list? Uh, I had him at number four. You had him at four. What did you have James Evans on your list? Um, I think I had him at four as well. Yep, four. So y'all, to me, y'all got James Evans too high. So this is where my argument comes in about, about James Evans being on the top best black fathers list. When you remove that, I, I think about the fact that after he died, the family did a whole lot better. Now, I'm not praising his death or celebrating his death. It's just some issues that I take with James Evans um, as a father, as a man. And I think it's just because of that time frame, mm -hmm. which is why I, I heard what y'all said and I put him in that list. But it seemed like, you know, James Evans reminds me of a lot of of what our dads and what our uncles were. They were strong men. They, they wanted to, control, you know what I'm saying? They wanted to be prideful men. A man wants to provide and different things of that nature. He didn't want, you know, accept help. Accepting help um, got you to a place of feeling like you wasn't, you was inadequate. You wasn't, you wasn't a man. And I look on sometimes in some of those episodes, you know, Jane sabotaged Florida job, got her fired. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he was married and she was working. You know, he worked two weeks at the car wash to get fired. You know what I'm saying? James got, he got, at a, it was one episode, he was kind of mad at JJ because JJ was making more money than him mm -hmm. as a painter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he felt like that. Uh, it was some episode. It made me think of my dad. My dad was one of them kind of dads. He wasn't going to play basketball with you. He wasn't going to play catch. He's going to say, my greatest example of being a man, father, is I get up and I take my butt to work <laughs> and I provide. You want some friends, you go find one of these other little kids on the block. So, you know, my dad showed up to games and all that kind of stuff. But as far as, hey, dad, can we go outside and play catch? Better take your ass outside and go find somebody else to play catch. Hey, you catch these hands. So, so how do y'all feel about that? Uh, I think pride, I mean, you know, pride has a lot to do with a man. And, you know, once a man set up in his head what type of man he wants to be, um, that's what he tries to live out and try to make sure that he uh, is accomplishing and, and doing things that makes him feel like a man. So, you know, James did do a lot of prideful things. You know, like I said, uh, you said his wife, getting his wife fired, not allowing his daughter to work, um, hey, getting mad at wanted, JJ. He wanted to work at McDowell's, man. <laughs> <laughs> but not allowing, uh, when JJ was making a couple of dollars more than him, not, you know, being full supportive. Uh, but it was just prideful. But one thing about it, though, he always found a way and made a way. He was there. Um, he, was, um, he was faithful. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He, he he stayed solid, stayed down, and he did everything. And, and the kids, no matter how crazy he was when he went to go and grab the belt, none of that, the kids loved him, and they respected him. It might have been a little bit out of fear, but they did love him, you know, and, tremendously. And he, and he took care of the, uh, the neighborhood uh, 
kids too. The game bangers. He <laughs> brought him over and he whooped them. K-Man, come to this mic real quick. Who's your greatest black TV dad all time? If you had to think about it real quick. And if I know you, you're going to say who I think. We did top 10, but, you know, give us a few. Who would you go with? Who's your number one? Do you hear these? Uh, number one for, for I think you had Uncle Phil, right? Yeah, I had. He took Uncle, Uncle Phil number one. We both took um, Dr. Dr. Hepsel. You know he and then we had Uncle Phil at two. So one and two, you could flip flop for black, us. Black, black dad. Black TV show sitcom dads. He's going to say K Mac. They look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I sure was. <laughs> I sure was. They looked at me crazy for having uh, George Jefferson on my list. I hope, well. George was a good father. George just didn't want his son to struggle. Right. Right. Yeah. That's all that And then was. George felt a certain way about the daughter with, what the, was the, with, the, uh, with what the white was husband. The, what was the first show before that, though? I Archie Bunker? No, the, well, what was the one where I, I watched the episode with you where Martin Luther King had, uh, they did an episode where Martin Luther King was assassinated and his son wanted to go in the streets and uh, be out in the streets and protesting. And he, that he, was that was uh, the Jeffersons. That was Lina. But oh, that's the son. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. but that was the because that was a show before they got rich, right? Uh, yeah, Roy. They, what the what, what it was? They went back in time. Yeah, they went back. Yeah, okay. yeah, right, George. Okay. And that's yeah. uh, I think that was when Weezy had went to the her old abandoned yep, hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were riding. Was gonna tear up his right. store. And they went know? back in time. Yeah, right. right. That was a beautiful episode. Yeah, but Uncle Phil, you know he. He most definitely, I had to have the respect for that show because he took on a child that wasn't his and found love for that child right. and raised that child as if it was his. Right. He right. Cliff did, yeah. too. Yeah, he Cliff. Yeah, he Cousin Pam. Yeah, Cousin Pam. Yeah, he yeah. did. I thought that's when the Cosby show started to go down to me. Why? But we come back to that later. Well, not. A, but you got to think during that time. I love it. Beautiful story. But no, during that time, time it was yeah. changing. Yeah, absolutely. and it became and it start for our culture start becoming unrealistic. Right. So yeah. they had to bring cousin Pam in there to catch that hip hop that was flair, a that little edge. Yeah, that was a beautiful development because, like, what you just said that point and then they about also taking had to replace Lisa Bonet. Yeah, right. you know, yeah. you know what I thought up. you was gonna say. I thought you was gonna say Bernie Mac because you've been watching the show. All yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this question, and then y'all can chime in, K Mac. Uh, do you think Uncle Phil will be the way he parent? He could be a a good parent in today's society. Yes. With the style of parenting. Yes, because a parent is a parent. A good parent is a good parent. You know what I'm saying? He's going to make them kids listen regardless. You have to bring that strap out or not. My man. <laughs> Old school style. You know what My I'm man. saying? But they going to listen. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say this on your podcast, oh, but, you know, man. real is real. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, I mean, that's what it is. That's How do you feel about James Evans as 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 a father? My man keep trying to walk away. <laughs> was, I, was, was, was I right? Was I off? Well, and you was right in certain aspects, but my thing is, and I can say back when I was young, which my mom and dad had divorced, but I'm quite sure if I came in the house and said I found this bag of money, <laughs> my mama or my daddy wasn't gonna say we gotta turn this in. <laughs> I mean reality. Going reality. On? So, you know, and then James, you know, like you said, he got upset with because uh, JJ was making more money than him. That I mean, you know, come on, that's not reality. That's not black folk reality. No. 
See if they can get you some more hours, boy. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, That's black yeah. folk reality yeah. right there. That's a fact. That's yeah. Right. And I'll be looking for my check from you guys, too. Hey, <laughs> you got it, sir. We appreciate it. We got more than a check deal. for you. But um, so uh, we're going to come up with a list, um, but we're going to upload it on our podcast. So if you want to see the little, about a lot of uh, black, uh, black fathers uh, list, it will be on our podcast. It will be on our podcast page later this week. So please, please, please tune in. It's that little, about a lot podcast underscore on Instagram. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. Che with it. Um, it's a car wash detailing. Uh, one of my friends in Soar Wars, she's a member of Zeta Phi Beta, uh, Shayla Cothran. You can find her on Facebook. Uh, she has a detail business. She comes to you wherever you are at, um, Cincinnati, and she does travel, um, sets up shop, and does an amazing job. So look for that information to be on our IG page. Thank you very much. Act of 1965, signed into law by President Lyndon B. Johnson, aimed to overcome legal barriers at the state and local levels that prevented African Americans from exercising their right to vote as a guaranteed under the 15th Amendment to the United States Constitution. The Voting Rights Act is considered one of the most far-reaching pieces a civil rights legislation in United States of America history. And here we are celebrating one of the anniversaries of the, uh, the Voting Rights Act, and we see right now what's playing out in our community, in our society, in the United States of America about the, the goal and the agenda to uh, demantle uh, the power, the voice of the vote. We want to take some time to break down voting, uh, what it means, should we vote, why should we vote, um, the barriers that, that hinder our community from grappling the understanding of um, are we voting the best politician or are we voting for the best person? Um, not just the people that we vote for, but the uh, the issues that can cause systematic change one way or the other. So um, 1965, you guys, Voting Rights Act, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went into law. Even in 1965, when Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Voting Rights Act into law, we know that there were still roadblocks and barriers to uh, to not get black people, African-Americans, to show up um, to the polls and vote. And when we did show up to the polls, they would give us in, um, tests and all kind of other stuff to kind of throw us off our game. And here we are now, years later, I believe 55 years later, and we see um, they're still trying to dismantle the power of the black vote. Directly and indirectly. How y'all feel about that? Um, it's a lot of pandering going on for the black vote. We can start with that. Um, the, I, I'm not. A, I don't consider myself a Democrat or a Republican. First off, um, I don't like the the labels. And um, quite frankly, I think we need new parties. That's a whole another topic. A topic, of course, but. Um, it's, it's a lot of pandering, and I think the pandering kind of divides us as black people. I, I think we need to understand that we have more power than what we think we have. Um, we can control a lot in politics if we could simply just put our, our, our different views to the side and just come, toge- come together for the greater good. So I think a lot of times we just thinking about what we want, and that's fine, what we want individually, and that's fine. But sometimes you have to think about 
uh, everything isn't about you all the time. So uh, for me, I think the number one thing that I that I hate to see like right now in politics is the pandering. Um, and then the two people we got to vote for, <laughs> trash, just like four years ago. <laughs> so it's kind of like you you voting for the lesser of two evils, you know. Um, we hear that a lot. The lesser of two evils, both candidates is trash, okay? Um, the way I see it, only one candidate is pure trash, right? Let's, 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 let's get that. And then what, what was the notion? When did Biden become trash if he was good enough for President Obama? Man, you know what? I said, Talk to me about I sat that. back and thought about that. Like, why is all this stuff coming out now? Um and nobody said anything. Well, I'm not gonna say nobody, but you you didn't hear a lot of it uh, when he was vice president for Obama. Um, and I don't I don't know why, man. But I, for me, I guess I just don't I don't trust politicians, man. I don't, I don't. And I think the most important thing um, for voting is voting locally first. I think because we live we live here in Cincinnati, so the most important thing for us to do. Is vote local first. Um, this is a huge election and a general election, though, because people want to get 45 out of there. You know, I think a lot of us in this room probably want to get 45 out of there. You know? Oh, no, John over here. John, how you feel about this? <laughs> Jump in, man. Hey, man, you got to stop passing those narratives about me, bro. <laughs> like, you can't ease in like that and make it seem like... <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to keep him in office. You a that's wild. How, that's how Mari do it. You a wild boy. And John, <laughs> what do you have to say about it? Now, nah, voting is important. It's a reason why they try to keep us away from it. It's a. It's definitely a reason why they try to keep us away from it, man. Um, I think we need to take time and research candidates. I think our. I think our vote is important because it's a reason why they're pandering to us. Um, it's a reason why they are talking and trying to get our celebrities and our culture on their side in order to um, influence votes. Because if our votes wasn't impo- weren't was not important, they wouldn't be trying to do that. Um, but I think it's time for us to it's time for us to really start figuring out what what is it that we want. Right. Um, what I'm seeing with voting and in elections and in politics is that. Um, it's almost it's almost a you they want we want our politicians to be perfect. Yeah. Like we want our celebrities to be perfect. Like we want everybody to be perfect except for ourselves. Nobody is perfect. Everybody's gonna have issues, everybody's gonna make mistakes. Um, but we have to we have to realize that we have the we have the true power and we have to start utilizing our togetherness in order to make the politicians give us what we want. If we don't do that, we're going to continue having the same things, the same thing that happens. They're going to use us. They're going to talk to us. They're going to act like they're all in favor of us. And then once they once they get our vote, they're going to dip. Um, and they ain't going to pay us that much. They ain't going to pay us no attention at all, and they're going to carry on as usual. But what we have to do is that if we can guarantee these, and we if we have people and we can get together and we support a candidate, we have to stay on top of that candidate. We have to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. We elect a candidate, and then we just sit back and we chill and act like they're just supposed to know it. No, we have to have a list of demands. They have to tell us what they uh, – we have to have a list, list of, a list of demands, and then from them list of demands – 
they have to carry it out. If they're not carrying out our list of demands, then we have to make noise about it. We just can't sit back and then once the next election come out, then we start talking about what they didn't do. Let's hold them accountable there. While they're in office, enough pressure will bust pipes. Right. Right. Um, let me ask y'all this. Do you get upset when people say they don't vote? I do. I understand why people don't vote, but I do under, but I do get kind of aggravated because just because you don't vote, I don't I feel like certain things you shouldn't announce. So your influence and your impact and your influence can influence somebody else not to vote or to yeah, not to vote or to voice their opinion. I feel like we should vote because of what Al started the segment with. Yeah. It's the Voting Rights Act. It's a reason why we had to fight to get we had to fight to vote. Right. It has to be some form of but importance. It ain't it, isn't it their right, though? It's definitely their right. Yeah. It's definitely their so, right. I guess for me, I don't get mad because I see what society has taken us through since, you know, that time, the Voting Rights Act and all that. Um, so I don't get mad at people. I go vote. I vote. I vote. But I don't get mad when somebody tell me they don't vote because, I mean... If you don't like either of the candidates, what you gonna do? So there's people that That's what happened this so, election. Well, yeah. There's there, there's yeah. yeah, so those people, you know what I'm saying? But what listen, well, Donald Trump won the election. He won because of white women. He, he did win because yeah, but, but it was that, like but, but, hold on, four hold on. million. So think about the people that did not vote. It's like four million people that didn't vote. Go look back at that number. Two thousand twelve. Right. Um it is something it's gotta be something special about voting. When people continue to try to disenfranchise one group from going to vote. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and, and I, I, look, I'm going to go vote, but I'm just saying I understand. I don't get mad What's or frustrated our... at people that don't vote because I understand the, the place that we are in today. Like, if a person told me he didn't like, he or she didn't like Trump or Biden, right? Mm-hmm. And they like, man, I, I don't want to... I don't want to vote because I don't want to. I don't feel neither. But it's not. It's not about liking the candidate. And so people gotta gotta move past that. We're looking at who do you feel you can put the most pressure on to influence the change for policy. And I'm, I'm, that's, I'm just, that's that's the thing. I'm just playing a uh, devil's advocate too, because for me, like I can see it because I said mm-hmm. it's not just about you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying from a standpoint, like, I want them to vote. I, I want them to vote. I, I just don't get upset about it. Mm-hmm. Like, let me give you, let like me give you an example upset. about voting. President Obama won the election. He got sworn in in January. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, blah, blah, blah. When, when that mid-year election happened that year, you know what, the, you know what, 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 what white folks said? We may have him as our president, but he ain't going to be able to influence nothing. Why? Because we're going to go vote these, make sure these Democrats get voted out of the Senate. Mm-hmm. We got a chance this election. And see, people don't, don't understand that To really create some change. There's four seats up for granted in the Senate. Up for grabs. If, 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 if Joe mm-hmm. Biden is four seats up. <laughs> I got you. The time is up. <laughs> they out of there. <laughs> in, in the Senate. What did I say? No, go ahead. We see you passionate, baby. Go ahead. No, for <laughs> real. There's four seats up for grabs. The best gift that we could give Joe Biden is a Democratic House and a Democratic S- Senate. Then we can put the pressure on him and say, 
We gave you, we giving you everything you want. Now, Democratic Party. This we, is, this I guess, is, I guess now my this thing, is the last straw. I guess my thing. Because if hold on a second, if it don't work this time, then exactly what you said. Um, Michelle Obama spoke the other night and she said, and the first thing she said, I understand why people don't want to vote. Because how would you feel comfortable voting in a system that a man that lost a popular vote by three million ends up becoming president of the United States of America? I'm gonna tell you this though. As many black people as I heard saying they gonna vote for Trump or they ain't voting, I'm kind of nervous. Cause man, it's just no, it's just this this theory going on that uh like I don't talk to a bunch of black folks like Trump. Trump uh helping helping stop pedophilia. And that's fine. I'm, I mean, that's fine, but that still doesn't take away the fact that he is promoting this hatred and racism. It doesn't take away the fact that racism has been along around a long time and has been affecting us for a long time. And because he's supposedly uh stopping pedophilia, which wasn't he hanging out with dude that that supposedly killed himself. Jeff Epstein. Yeah, <laughs> hey, man. We, but you know, Trump is doing everything he can do right now to rally troops. It didn't got so bad for him for the Republican National Convention that it's even Republicans that have, that have called his office and said we're not going to speak. And so they have now went to go find people from white America that's been in the news lately. Uh, over racial issues to come speak because people from his own party has called his office and said we respectfully decline Man, they, to speak on your behalf. They went so low as to get the little the dude from Kentucky. Yeah, dude, that won a settlement. That won a settlement. Man, that's privilege right there, boy. That's a. I want to go back to something <laughs> you said and you and, and you said about oh. um tone about um why we should vote. You know, one is I, I feel and do you get mad at people? Um. For me, that's subjective. It depends on the person, right? So you got some people out here who are always quick to speak on politics and different things that's going on in the community and what we need to do better and this and this and this. And then when they hit you with that, well, you know, that's why I don't vote. I'd be like, Scooby-Doo, <laughs> you don't vote, Shaggy, but you out here reaping the benefits of the taxpayers who do go vote. And that's that's one thing that I that that, that I look my, at. My thing is this. Yeah, it's your choice. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? It's your choice. Do what you want to do. It's also your civic responsibility. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna tell that judge when jury duty um come that I ain't showing up. You're gonna have to go there and play crazy, Man. and then they're gonna have to dismiss you. Cause I definitely tried you know about what I'm saying? two but years I, ago when I had to do it. <sighs> I just think about and maybe it's just me. When you read the stories about what was taking place in America around 1963 leading up to 1965, and people was willing to die for the right to vote, it resonates. And it may not resonate with everybody like that, but for me, it resonates in a way that, that something special is about this power to vote. I, I just don't do it for those who lay down their life, but it's, something's got to be powerful about a, a whole establishment that tries to ensure that your voice goes unheard. I got a question. Yes. What do we tell our kids about voting? The truth. The truth. Okay. So what's the truth? The truth is that our ancestors, um, our, the older generation, um, was not given this opportunity to vote. So we had individuals in our uh, culture that um, went out and fought 
um, protested, did everything that they possibly could do in order to be able to vote. Once we got our opportunity to vote, and it became um, it became um, legal. Right. It became legal for black men and then black women and women in general to vote. Um, they changed. They, they changed it. They changed. Politics stuff. changed. So, so is that truth? Even though we're giving them the truth, because I've I speak to our kids. They like what's gonna change. So what what has to change is I mean because they saying what's gonna change well, is well, this. Well, no, listen, you just listen. can't go to the polls and vote, and you don't show up to no school board meeting. You you don't go to no city council meeting. You don't try to go meet these people. So people think just because they go vote, well, I'm talking that about the all kids, magic though. is gonna fall out the sky. I'm talking about the kids. We gotta tell the we gotta tell the kids the truth, and we gotta say your but parents. I'm saying, I'm saying and even myself. I'm saying we have sense. failed you guys. I'm saying right. in a sense though. You got the kids, you telling them to vote, but they like, what what the hell is changing? You know what I'm saying? What so I so, mean, so. but I, I I get I get we seen some change, right? But we know masks. No, we ain't seen nothing for real. Go ahead. Well, okay, okay ahead. that's what I'm Go saying. Ahead. But okay. it's different than a little different than it's just masks now, right? Right. But this what I'm saying. We have to change. Cause what happens is this. We complain about we complain about not voting. Right. We complain about voting. Right. We complain about the candidates. We complain right. about this. We complain about that. Right. But we haven't came together to try to do anything in order to uh, have something in place what? for our hold up for no, no, our no, rights um, and to push our culture forward. Uh-huh. Hold on. We cannot. We cannot. We cannot. We cannot just sit here and just keep trying to um, complain about what's going on in this, in society and it relates to what's going on and not. Doing and not do anything about it like that's that's the issue that I have. We don't do enough as a group, as a collective, that's, that's to try so. to do anything. Like right now, we should have our own political party. We, we divided. Have, we too divided for Let that. Let me see right. something though. I don't even think we need our own political party. Think about if black right. people had, if we had our own super PACs. Just think about this. If black people had their own super PACs, if if we as a community could come together and just form super PACs. We could go say now, because we know at the end of the day, you got to have some money. You got to buy politicians. You got to buy it. Now we can say to the Republican Party or the Democrat Party, whichever candidate, here's our platform. What are you going to do to push this? And if you not, not only do you not get none of our money, you don't get none of our leverage of the vote. The problem the problem is, is we're too divided by black men and black women. We too divide, we divided by... Democrat, Republican, we divided by every which way, and we cannot come I, to I, I, we 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 can't come together. I come to man. the conclusion, we will never come together. But we have to. Oh, don't say that. And don't say that. Don't say that. We have to. No, no. Listen, listen, listen. We have to. So let me put that BS let's, in the let's, atmosphere. Let's break that down. And coming together has some subjectivity to it, but it also has some power and well, some... Tr- hold on, hold on a second. And it has some truth into it. Last week was Marcus Garvey's birthday. Right. We're going to talk about... We're going to use Marcus Garvey a little bit later. Um, you had Marcus Garvey. You had the, those that was at the school of W. Du Bois. You had those that was the school of the Black Panthers. You had those at the school of Malcolm. Now, Malcolm, the Black Panthers, and King all operated their movement pretty much at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Correct, correct. And people will say that before um, desegregation is when African-Americans in America, where we kind of had a little bit better than now, 
right? Yeah. When yeah. things were separated, yeah. right? Before when we, we was tried now, to like, infiltrate the before <laughs> we was when we was now all on the same page. <laughs> King was went from Boston down to the south. X was in New York, and those brothers was out west. Never had a meeting together. And in their own lane, they all achieve greatness. Mm -hmm. And those people, those school of thumbs, all had different mindsets. Mm -hmm. Now, the one thing that we, that, we, that we should agree on is this. At the end of the day, everybody wasn't a fan of Dr. King. Everybody right? wasn't a fan of Martin. Everybody, everybody wasn't I mean, a fan of a, a Malcolm or the Black Panthers. But what they did do was what? Two things. One, you always say, uh, we shouldn't talk bad about each other in mixed company. Mm -hmm. Right? And then the second thing was this. Even though I don't like your platform, I can still find a way to support your platform without tearing you down. But we in a different see, time, that, though. Yeah. That did not... That don't that, mean that we got to come together. But that did happen. That did happen. That did happen. Malcolm Diss Martin. Malcolm Diss Martin. Malcolm uh, Martin has some issues, but what they don't teach you is this. The second time, one of them other times when King got out of jail, that it was X that drove down there to come pick him up. And they yeah. were finally going to have that conversation. And that's what everybody was scared of. And that's what they were scared of. But in their own respective lanes, in their own tasks, all three, and there was other movements that was going on at the same time, they were great. I, and I look at this now, guys. I don't think we will ever be on the same page. I don't. Well, we can go back to uh, Black Liberation Theology said um, it was the movement that started because they felt that theology didn't speak to the need of the black man. Then black women said, okay, black man, how are you going to speak and say Black Liberation Theology man. speaks for black women? So the, the then black women came out with black women as thought. They got what? the definition from um, Alice Walker. They wanted to be in their own lane. We've, Not only are we celebrating the 1965 Voting Rights Act, we're also celebrating the anniversary of the women's suffrage, which is a whole other movement by itself. People can be comfortable in their own lanes. It's what are you doing to bring about We've all we've always been played against each other though. W. E. B. Du Bois, Booker T. Washington, mm -hmm. they wrote. You know, they had two different views, and Malcolm and Martin, and we can we can go on. And, and it's crazy because we've always had that. We we have so much influence on the culture here in America. I mean, look at Malcolm and Martin, right? Right. You know where uh, Professor X and Magneto came yeah, from? Yeah, they came and, from um, them though. Yes. It's, but it's, we have all this influence, but we can never come together. But see, and 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 make the moves that we need to make to to progress. But we gotta see. But well, this we have to look and see. Everything you just said, Al, was perfect. Uh, voiced the correct way. Everything was perfect. Felt it in my soul. Same with things that you just said, Tony. But what we have to do right now is that we gotta realize this: the separation. What we have been doing for so many years hasn't worked. It has not worked. Right. So at some point, we have to realize that that didn't work and we got to come together. We have to swallow our pride. We might have to give a little in order to give a lot, in order to get a lot. And I believe that it can't happen. The problem is not enough of us voice that. Not, not enough of us voice that not and not enough of us uh, represent that. Right? I, I think what you just because, said is very, on, very because, critical. No, but, but in our culture... 
we only get praised for being number one. And that's why people are exactly. so thirsty in order to get their voices well, heard that, over someone else. That plays into that leader thing, too, though. Yeah. We're going to come back to that. But I, I want to go back to what you just said about raising your voice, the um, the actions. I also think this, guys, and this is real. It's 2020. Cats ain't ready to risk it all for the advancement of people. I, I we disagree. Had people, we had people really, and you may you may disagree, and that's fine. I'm saying this: there is not enough African American people in this country right now that says I am ready to die. Right now. Hey, the generation after us. For uh, for this piece. For everything that I don't agree with with that generation. Uh, brother, listen, I get it. We see them they out about there. It. Well, they, 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 are, they are about it. They are about it. But I, I, I don't see them like those brothers out west that showed up to the police stations banging on the windows with guns and saying, let those little kids that you arrested the other night out or we shooting this one. We don't, we, 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 we're not going to see that. But uh, we're not going to see people saying that's, that's, they is willing it's, it's, to die for what they believe easy, in. It's easy to say that. I mean, because... But, 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 but at this point right now, easy. we don't have to die in order to get what we believe in right now. To we have to come together. There must be a sacrifice. Man. We done sacrificed 400 and damn near 450 years. And we still chasing after what? To be viewed and liked and respected in the eyes of who? The white man. But it should be us. We should view each other and try to be liked by each other. So in order to get on the same page, you must do what? Look in the mirror and do what? Love yourself. What's the definition of pride? (laughs) To lower oneself and to know one's, you know, we can't do that. We can. We have to voice we it. We know that hey, we can. Hey, but listen to me. Listen. What are we going to do listen, that? Listen, man, listen. I'm not asking nobody to go lay their life on the line. Me either. Because if you ain't willing to go do it, <laughs> then you shouldn't be asking somebody else to do it. And now, I guarantee you, now, back in now, 1965, people said the same thing. And King well, listen, said, I'm still going to Tennessee tonight. It's a, it, it's a different time. We don't, we don't have to. Listen to me, man. Go ahead. Money rules everything right now. Y'all just said we don't have to. But look about this. We didn't get the chaos we needed until 8 minutes and 45 seconds on the man neck. We don't get the chaos we needed until we wake up Sunday morning and we see the real footage of what took place in Atlanta. So go create we don't the, the chaos. How are we going to create that chaos? We go, go, let's go create it. have then. to create the super PACs and to overthrow the government. Then... What we have to do is we have to, if y'all saying we got to come together, then how do we come together? We have to say, listen, what? You, your idea may be the best idea right now, even though I don't like you. But here's the money to support your idea. We, 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 we get some of that, but we don't get enough of it influential. Uh, we, we see some of it. But it's not consistent. We, we we are all guilty of being Facebook correspondents, social media correspondents. It's a lot of times people will post articles and stuff about movies and this, and they ain't even <laughs> fact checked it, it and, and, and read it. But look though, I think what it, what at the end of the day, coming back to the voting thing, and just come just period, you can have an impact. You can have an impact out here and not have a huge uh, following or a huge what um, platform, right? Right. You can have an impact. You don't have to go 
say you willing to die, which some people are willing to die. I think mm-hmm. we need a mixture of all that. I do. Some people out here willing to lay it on the line. That way, that's fine. But I think, too, is we it's, it's different ways to do it. It's, it's the money way to do it. The number one thing is money. You start messing with their money... Oh, that's, that's why over. I said create super packs. Right, and that's but, that's the thing. And collective banking. Yes, all of that is correct. But it all it all stems from us having to be together and being on the same page. We How don't, do we, we get together on the same page? We got to be willing to. We have to be willing to uh, sacrifice our wants in order for the culture's needs. I don't have. I don't right now. I don't have the 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 solid plan to bring us all together. All I know is that we've been separated. Like you said, we had three movements going together at the same time. We had the Black Panthers, we had the uh, Nation of Islam with Malcolm X, and then we had the Peaceful with Martin Luther King. Everybody, everybody was in their own lane. Everybody had support and everybody was making moves. But what happened... We were all separated and divided. Martin could have used Malcolm. Malcolm could have used uh, the Black Panthers. We all could have used each other in order to get everything that we want and to put pressure on the people who wants to uh, put pressure on the people who want to dedicate their lives to politics. What we have to do in our culture is we have to get on the same page and we have to make the politicians those that want because politics ain't going nowhere. So. So we have to politics. make we have to make those politicians be on our page and do what we say that we're going to do. If we have if if we have eighty percent of all black voters that's going to follow what we do, the politicians going to come and find us. They're going to want to talk to us, and they're going to know that if we don't give them what they want, they're going to take that eighty percent elsewhere. So we will be able to start seeing some change locally, and it it will gradually move up. So what we have to do is just get off of that BS, get off of trying to be the person that's always right. Everybody is, in most cases, everybody is right in their opinion. We just thinking different. But if we can all take that, because it's some truth in all of it, if we can all take that, put it together. And use that and have one fist instead of a whole bunch of people. We gonna be good, no, but I, and I think this, we can bring it. I think that can happen. I've been on this earth for thirty eight years. For thirty eight years, I've heard the same thing. We need to come together. I've heard we should overcome. I ain't hear too many people talking about we should mama, come together. My mama never heard that we should overcome. I heard that we need to come together. And the closest I didn't felt in a long time of of us coming together has been the George Floyd's death. Right. There's been other tragedies that have happened and, and, and taken place. But that's a part but, of us but, being a microwave but, generation. But we want everything right now. It's something about that that feels significant difference. I'm back about the voting. Um, I think the end We thing. also need help to push our gender. But I say we, because I say we as in the black community. But we also got us, it's an old saying that all your kin ain't your kin. Just because all somebody, skin folk ain't kin folk, all skin folk ain't kin folk, <laughs> and this is when we dive into that really that debate between the boys and Frederick Douglass, and we see the separation of the mind and the body and the wills and the wants. But we need some folks on our side. Yeah, and I think because I think, think about that, this: black women showed up in record numbers to vote for Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. and the same white women that was at the march in Washington a few uh, months before that said, you know, Black Lives Matter, we stand with you, my sisters. Mm-hmm. Showed up to the polls and voted the way their husbands told them to vote. Right. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's going to be, it's an uphill battle, but at the, at the end of all this, man, um, vote, vote, voting is important. Voting is very important, man. And I, I, we just have to find a way. And if, even if we got to leave some people behind, the majority, the majority of us, we have to find a way to try to come together collectively. And, and this is, and to, this is what I'm saying. To figure it out. And this man. is what I'm saying. We all have felt like things were changing. We just talked about this last episode. Last episode, we talked about this is the first time that we felt like things were changing. This was the first time we felt like we that 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 master knows that um, he can't get free labor and all of that as related to the NCAA athletes. At the end of the day, if we continuously continue to fight, grow to get on the same page, we will get it. It may not be us three, right. but we could we could start planting the seeds and setting things up for Mike's generation what I think. And, our, and our nieces and nephews and your kids. Yeah. For every, so when they're, when they're in their 30s, they can start reaping the benefits of the things that we have fought for. Yeah, and for right. anybody that think that vote is not important, think about what's, what has happened in these last three weeks. The man got padlocks put on mailboxes. The man has tried to say, um, no, we, we're going to try to do away with early voting. We're going to try to do away with absentee voting. The man has closed polling locations. Facts. And it's so, so, so black people, we got to wake up. That, that excuse, man, I don't even know who's voting. Why do we need to vote? That is the, 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 the jargon, the use of the language that the oppressor wants you to have, my brothers and my sisters. Because they win <laughs> when you don't show up. Nah, but... They win. But, yeah, man, just... We got we to gotta find a way to get on the same page, man. That's that's just what it is. That's, I mean, we, we have to. But I appreciate this conversation. You know they say in the beautiful... In the, um, in the what? In the beautifulest okay. ways... Chaos will paint a beautiful picture. It's facts. I said that shit. <laughs> That's a fact, though. That's a fact. Well, I ain't mad at week, you. Though. It makes sense. All right, man. We be right back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Listen, one of the greatest questions, conversation starters, dialogue um, for us as a community, and this second segment leads us right into it. Right. Um... Well, this is our third one. You're right. I messed second. up. Yeah. I messed up. Hold your hand out. Ah, give it to me. Sorry. <laughs> what was that, bro? Cut him <laughs> off, bro. <laughs> hey, but listen, let's get let's get serious real, real quick. So, we talked about Marcus Garvey's birthday. And Marcus Garvey was one of the school, you know, um, do we need a leader or do we need a revolution? Do we need a leader or do we need a movement? Miss Harris is on the verge of of making history. Say that woman's whole name. I don't want to say the first name wrong. I don't want to pronounce it wrong. Is it Kamala? Kamala. Kamala Harris. HBCU grad. Facts. Facts. Yes, sir. What? What? We in the building. We have to celebrate. That's how we do. I'm sorry. It's just the, the culture. The vibe, the whole oh, that, goosebumps. I don't, I, we, don't, we don't know nothing about that. Chills, we can always tell with somebody went to a PWI. But anyway. <laughs> oh. He about to, to head the one, though. Charlotte Bass, um, many moons ago, she did something extraordinary. Uh, she probably would have been a progressive movement in her thinking. Uh, she was a sister that ran for vice president. 
she was the first African American woman to run for vice president, right? Break that down. Uh, meaning that she had to put together her own campaign to get on the ticket to try to run for a job that she knows she was probably not going to get. But her forward thinking of saying, you know, why not me? And sooner or later, somebody going to do it. So let somebody set the foundation. And here we are in 2020, and we have a black woman that was selected by the man who is the nominee for president of these United States of America to select an influential woman to be his running mate. Uh, now, one thing that we do know, Joe Biden had a great list to choose from. Uh, I don't think he could have went wrong with any one of his names. But four years ago, um, I spoke with this young lady, and I said, I think that she has what it would take to be the person. Michelle Obama said something a long time ago. She said, one day there will be a black woman she maybe didn't say a black woman, but she said there would be a woman who would crack the ceiling and become the president of the United States of America. I don't know if y'all remember that. And, and I believe that this is that sister that's going to do it. So do we need a movement? Or do, or do we, we need a leader? And the reason why we tie the vice president nominee into this whole topic is because, you know, let's face it. Joe Biden is old. We didn't talk about this, you know, do, do, our, our leaders always got to be older people. Where's the younger people's voice like AOC and all of those other progressive, um, upright people. But we tied this, her into this topic. Um, do we need a leader or do we need a movement? We know many moves ago, there was many movements, right? That had many leaders, influential, great work. People had their agendas, their platforms. People did find a way to cross-celebrate and um, and cross-help each other. In 2020, though, right now, right now, where do you see us going as a people? If, if we're talking about voting and coming together as a society, um, do we need a leader or do we need a movement? I think they go hand-in-hand. Hand. Okay. Well, one thing I think, I think in our culture, we wait for someone to start the movement and then we follow um, but it, as we've seen throughout our history, that um, it could be many movements at one time. Um, I really don't know, to be honest. Um, that's a hell of a question. Um, do we need a leader or do we need a movement? I think um, I think we all have I think we all have leadership capabilities. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if we have been, or or are we strong and humble? enough to be the leader of a movement. And we have to figure out what our movement is going to be. Um, I think both of them are necessary. Um, I think both of them are necessary for the times that we're in and what we need in our culture. Um, but at the same time, as a group, we have to come together. So with that being said, I'm leaning toward, more towards a movement. I think we need a movement. Um, and it has to be our movement. A lot of times... Uh, as as the black culture, you know, we are the face of the movement, but it's not necessarily our movement. Um, we could we can go back. We could say like Black Lives Matter. We can say um, the women's movement. Um, we led our face led it because everyone knows that we are faced with a lot of injustices. We are um, we lack so much, so people try to get behind us, but 
at the same time go around us in order to create the change that they want for themselves. We have to understand that for people, for our allies to support us, they just have to support us. We don't need them to be the leaders of the movement. We don't need the movement to be about them. It has to be about us. Um, I like what you're saying right there. I don't mean to cut you off, but you said something that um, I wish we would have... You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you're going to remember that to write it down, but that was really good stuff that you said um, about the genuine feel of the movement and when you start talking about the allies. I'm going to ask you to do what they, what one of my professors used to say. Um, Put a little (laughs) bit more meat on that bone when you're talking about the allies' um, support because sometimes the allies try to infiltrate. Absolutely. And run it. So... I would say this, we can look at the women's movement. The women move, the, from what I have read in the research and then the, the documentaries and things that I have watched, the women movement was, was mostly about the, the suffering that white women were going through because they wanted their voices heard a little more, this, this, that, and the other. Uh, but they felt the need to put black women in front of the movement because they felt that they would get more support and more, yeah, yeah, and they can be the face and they get more support, and that's where the change will happen. Um, See, I like that because that was um, one of the the backbone movements, startup or whatever, of uh, the feminist movement. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And from that time tone, when uh, sisters came to the conclusion that wait a minute, y'all didn't used us. Mm-hmm. And what you just said you asked for doesn't speak to the needs of us as a woman. And this is when we got the womanist theology, the womanist movement um, of sisters um, who took that definition from um, Alice Walker. Uh, talk to us, Tone, about leader, uh, movement. How you feeling? I think the, the main thing, uh, I think the main thing black folks need to need to understand. Uh, he about to break the chair. <laughs> oh, snap. <Hey. laughs> oh, my God, Albert. Hey, man, chill <laughs> out, man. He pushed me. Oh, Go man. ahead, Tony, man. That's a wrap. <laughs> Go ahead, Tony. Hey, he's scared over there. <laughs> hey, if you fall in that chair, I'm going to get so weak. <laughs> No, but uh, circling back, the uh, I think the important thing is for us to understand that we all, um, there are leaders in the communities already, um, leaders that aren't getting that publicity, public, well, I can't even say it, publicity, publicity gotcha, sir. Uh, that, you know, some of, the, some of the, you know, entertainers may get or the, the politicians out there, you know, they don't have a big name. So uh, we need to recognize that, man. There are people in these communities right now who are bringing um, in kids um, in the neighborhood and giving them things to do to keep them out of trouble. Um, There are people in the communities helping the old people out, you know, cutting grass for free, cleaning up, just all these different things, and they they are leaders. So I think the number one thing is is to understand that we already have those leaders in the communities. Mm-hmm. And I think that ties into the revolution. You said the revolution? Mm-hmm. It ties into the revolution. That's how we can all come together. Because honestly, we put we put these these athletes and these and these entertainers and all these people on a pedestal and then get mad when they're doing something you don't like or when you don't agree with something. That- um I think 
we need to stop that and just look in the mirror and say, you know what? I can lead in certain ways too. It takes everybody. It ain't just, I get it though. Um, we've had movements that led with great people, but I think in this time right now, we need to try to not put so much on that leader, that person. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to, it needs to be multiple people up there in the forefront. You know what I'm saying? Right. Willing to, like you said earlier, willing to lay it on the line. Hey, I'm glad you just said that point about um, leaders and those that's working in the backdrop. Um, I, I think a lot of times, you know, King was the face of his movement. But those college students, those high school juniors and seniors that that dropped out, you know what I'm saying, or those college students that represented the Freedom Riders, a SNCC, the Student Nonviolating Correlating Committee, and then you had the SCLC. Those was movements, right, mm -hmm. that was already put together, and it made it easy. Because remember, um, and I know for, for, for our audience, if you saw the movie Samma and John Lewis was one of the college students, right? And John Lewis, and I forgot the name, the character that the uh, that his friend played. Um, they kind of separated, mm -hmm. right? Because the friend was like, "Wait a minute, King coming down here getting all this 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 pub, and we making him the leader, and we've been down here for months, years, putting in this work, and um, starting the foundation um, of this movement." So it goes back to what John was, was saying that you know, what do we have to do to find that balance where both is needed? And then on the other hand, I like what you're saying is there's so many dope people out here that that they got their own thing that's going on, and we're not paying them no attention they, they, because they not got the, they don't they, have the traffic. They already planting the seeds, you know. And it's important because I always say we're gonna change the world through the youth. Um, and Put it on a t-shirt, and that's what. Um, <laughs> Well, no, I, I say that because, well, we work we work in education. We buy the community T-shirts, hit up my guy Tom for the shirt, thank, baby. Thank you, sir. Thank you. No, but we um we changed the, the world through the youth because, honestly, I look at the youth and I look at a lot of things that they do that that they're getting, uh, they're getting away from a lot of things that's happening in America. Like, they're not af afraid to hang out and, 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 and learn from each other. Um, they don't. They don't care what color you are, um, who you like, who you love. They just want to. They. I'm seeing that though in the youth right now. Um, so, I think it's important that we had those leaders continuing to to plant those seeds for the youth, and, and giving the youth something something to to giving the youth hope. Giving the youth, youth hope, man. But we have to start being the correct representation for the youth. Um, so I want to I wanna dive into something that, you know, Al touched on and I touch on it a lot. And it's us not dissing each other in front of mixed company. In other words, in other words, getting on social media. In other words, getting on social media, talking negative about people that's in our culture, no matter if we agree with everything that they have done or not. Um, Senator Harris, I mean, not Senator Harris, I apologize, uh... District Attorney, right? That's when she was the district. Yeah, district She's attorney. a senator right now. Yeah, Senator Harris. So I, right, I, I'm cool. Right. I'm cool. It's um, okay. <laughs> no, but Senator Harris um, is a woman of color. No matter if you want to say, well, she's not an authentic black woman or not, she's a woman of color. And I feel like we show more love in our culture to Hillary Clinton than we have to uh, 
uh, Miss Harris. And the problem is, is when we get online and when we get into these discussion and we are in front of mixed company and we say these negative things about um, people in our culture or people of our color, um, we don't realize the negative effect that it has on us um, as a whole thing because the, the, the people who are against us, they don't do anything but use our words and attack her or attack people that look like us. What we have to realize is not everyone's going to be perfect. I think we think for politicians, the same way kids look at parents and this, that, and other, like we expect everybody to be perfect and not necessarily be human. So if you don't agree with everything that she has done in her past, that's cool. That's cool. And you're you're in your right to not agree with all of that. But to get online and to diss her and to uh, discredit her and to call her names and to belittle her is... It's backwards, and it shows us being divided, and it shows the divisive um, rhetoric and uh, and how we carry it and, and how we are carrying and conducting ourselves. Like I said, it's one thing if you sit in front of your homeboys and your homegirls and you're having this discussion, and you let her have it when the cameras ain't on. That's absolutely cool. Like you can have those, you can have those talks, but to 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 disrespect this woman, to challenge her. Um, to challenge her as a woman or, or her color or her credentials or anything like that is crazy because four years ago, we were showing Hillary Clinton all type of love. I didn't hear that many people Man, diss her. Uh, I didn't hear that many people diss her like they're dissing uh, Senator Harris. And that is a detriment to what we're trying to do in our culture. Uh, we have to come together. We definitely have to come together. So that woman has done some things that we're not... Uh, that we don't necessarily agree with, but she has also done a lot of things to correct her past. Like, if everyone right now, if you are judged off of your past... Come on now, Bishop. <laughs> if you're judged off of your past, how would how would that make you feel, and do you feel that that's fair? Because we all have made mistakes in our past that we have grown from, and we have became better adults, mm-hmm. uh, better human, just better people in general, based off of the mistakes of our past. You acknowledge those mistakes, you realize that you don't want to do them no more, and then you work hard to not. So she has made a lot of she has made a lot of mistakes, um, but she has also done a lot of good things that we fail to talk about. And it's usually coming from people. The disrespect is usually coming from people, and I'm saying usually um, because it's not all, but usually coming from people who have not done nothing, (laughs) has not done anything to push our culture forward, haven't done a lick of anything to help us get in the position where we are getting the, where we are being viewed the way that we feel like we should be viewed, the way that we deserve, not we feel, the way that we deserve to be viewed and the things that we deserve in our culture. And for people to sit back and disrespect her and and, and and challenge her based off of certain things, it's disrespectful. And it's it's not gonna help us get to where we need to be to where we need to get. So I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna continue to say this. Stop dissing each other in front of mixed company. Stop. Stop dissing each other in front of mixed company. I like how he talked about hey, everybody got a pass. Quick. What? Just early, uh just early. Consensus. Who's the? Yeah. Oh, we got yeah. to cut the tape. 
So let's ask, let's ask. We got no, we got a lady in the house. Come here. We want to no. ask you a question. As an African American sister, how do you feel about the treatment, um, the negativity that's being thrown at Senator Harris? And on this my concoction, I don't know what you Come on, the mic is on. That's I'm it. That's... like eight for eight down here based off of this. You come down here with that negativity. Okay, the tape is running. I don't care. Let's, hey. let's, let's hear from you. My, my, my mama, my mama drink was still up there from earlier. <laughs> Let's hear what you got to say. Um, Go to the just mic. A, just a fine Tony, boy, I tell you. <laughs> Suck a duck. <laughs> People change. Okay, man, she's trying to talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, For Kamala, she's not my favorite pick, but she's better than Trump. So I who would have been your pick and why? I don't know. You can't put me on the spot like that, but it's a lot of successful black women who didn't make the mistakes that she made. So what mistake did she make? She locked up a lot of black men. How many? Laws. How many? So, so, we can, so I'm glad she went that way because let's let's yeah, demystify the, mystif- the she... some things. Go ahead. And that's this not towards you, but I'm okay, glad that I'm you. Gonna... No, it is you kept towards her. No, no, <laughs> it's towards her. These, it's definitely towards her. These Facebook correspondents, <laughs> political <laughs> correspondent. Oh, they, they first thing they say, well, uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris, she was there with Oscar Grant. No, you idiots. She was in San Francisco. Oscar Grant was in Oakland. Oh, well, Kamala Heard, she locked up more African-American men than anybody else. No, you idiots. That was the Clinton family. And, and the 1993-94 uh, um, crime bill. Oh, 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 Kamala Harris, well, she did this and this and this. No, you idiots. It was still the cops that arrested black men. You fools. It was still the prosecutors that was in the county that overcharged them. And it was still the judges that did not give certain um, considerations to things that happened in the courtroom in a lot of these cases. She did her job. Now, as a job, it's a tough job mm-hmm. that uh, I believe any prosecutor um, has. Speaking of prosecutor, we got one race here in Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, Dieter still don't want to debate for now Rucker, and the election is in November. So those who live in Cincinnati, Hamilton County, continue to get on the board of elections, continue to uh, pressure Dieter's camp, continue to share for now Rucker um, 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 post on social media. I believe that we finally got a chance. Going back to early what uh, Party Time said, you know, why is it important to vote? Here it is right now that we're talking about somebody's track record as a prosecutor. And here in Hamilton County, that we've seen many black men tried and executed falsely and wrongly. And now we have the chance to get who? one person out. Who? who is right. it? Right. For Rucker. And, and, and we can't be silent on this race. It just can't be the HBCU grads this, from Hampton. It just can't be this, the Alphas. It just can't be the Masons. We need other people in Cincinnati to come to the table and help put some um, some is, pressure. This is what we were talking about earlier, local voting. It's important. It's important for <laughs> the people out in the streets. It's important for the college, the college educated. It's important for everybody to come out and vote locally, man. And and like you said, what? For Senate. You know, oh, we got, and I'll change the beautiful things. But so. yeah, but I'm but, saying that all that all that stuff ties into but, each other. But going back going back to Harris. No, not even Harris. You know what? I'm I'm for it. I felt like she was the most known out of um out of the group that he had. Um, I just I feel like he shouldn't have said he was gonna pick a black woman. He should have just did it 
Listen to me. Oh, he should have just did it. He should have just did it organically, cause now it make it seem like he pandering. I, I'm glad he picked up a, a okay, black one. So, so I'm, I'm glad, glad you, you said that. that. I'm gonna wait till you finish what you're saying, cause yeah. I, I think we need to touch. If you are gonna let him finish what he's yeah. saying, let him finish. I just wanna make sure we touch on this word pandering, 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 pandering. Oh my goodness. But I feel like if he would have did it organically and was like. He just came out and said, I'm going to pick Kamala Harris. So, or Kam- Kam- is that how you said it? Yeah. Kamala. Kamala. So what you just said, and I love this conversation that we have tonight, goes against his very thought earlier mm-hmm. that me and you both shared. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe that we should put pressure on people. Thanks. And if Joe felt the pressure to pick a black woman... And it wasn't so so all well. And if he felt we the, if he so felt we can't the pressure, both he, didn't, he didn't have to say it though. We can't have it. But I'm glad that he said it. For what? Because now we hold him accountable. Because here's the thing: they already look, man. What they they were kneeling with the with the uh, African garb on. What I mean, we can. It's countless things they've right. done to pander. Just do it. So I'm glad you I, said that. Because for me, look, just do it. You ain't got to. I ain't, if I'm gonna go do something. I'm going to just go do it. Just do it. You ain't got to have all these these talks and you ain't got to, hey, I'm picking a black woman. That's fine. I'm glad you did, but just... I, just. I love that he said it. And then I love what we saw from black men and other uh, black uh, Congress people. They held his feet to the fire. Joe came out a few weeks later and said, well, do I really need to pick a black woman? You know what I'm saying? And I love it that the, that the 100 black powerful men, they sent the letter. I love that uh, Claiborne down um, in the South uh, said, uh, you better pick a black woman. I, I, I love the fact that if a politician says something, ain't that what we want? Mm-hmm. We need to hold them accountable. Even if, you know so, what I'm saying? So that- I, I, I agree what you're saying, but I think that if we're talking about unifying our people, then we got to be able to hold people accountable. Before uh, yeah, yeah, before that's, before Shaft goes, that word pandering. Um, and a lot of people don't agree with me on this. We say pandering for the black vote. I just I just I just want to make sure I, I I say this. Um, every black person in America could vote for Joe Biden, and he still could lose. Right. Because oh, yeah. what? We outnumbered. We we still need some. We but still the, need somebody. But we know how important that black vote is, though. The black vote. Hillary Clinton received a record turnout for the black vote. Mm-hmm. Still got smoke. And got smoke. Well, no, no, no. Take that back. She won the popular she election. She won the popular vote. She just lost. She lost. So I just want to I want to say that when we say that word pandering, I think it is important. I don't think Joe is pandering towards the black community because Joe. Part of him felt like he was going to get Obama supporters. And then when Clyborne so, in the South delivered the South, he was going to get that. I think that the, the the Harris vote, I mean, pick was to control the headlines. I think that was a pick that it, it was the best pick for a simple standpoint of providing the traction. I love the fact that black men, because, you know, a lot of times we hear Black men don't stand up for black women, don't support black That's women, this fit. and this and this. And then we saw those influential men like D.O. Hughley, some politicians, some mayors, mm-hmm. some athletes wrote, wrote wrote that letter and, and, and said, we need to see you pick a black woman. Mm-hmm. Don't miss this mark in our society. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying, that you rather for it to feel organic. I get, I get that. But then at the same time I feel, and I'm going to turn this over to you, I feel like, you know, in order for us to go to where we need to be, 
then we got to put pressure on some folks. Yeah, but, like, you got to. And that's what a movement is about, in my opinion. Like, if we're going to create a movement, it's in, in, in one hand, we create our list of demands and hold the people that are in those positions feet to the fire and make sure that they're getting them accomplished. But at the same time, we don't rest or we don't chill and just sit back and watch once we get those lists of demands. Because in the back of our mind, we nine times out of ten, we think we're not going to get those lists of demands. So we need to be working on the other hand as far as to accomplish those lists of demands ourselves. Yeah. And that's what we ha- and that's a movement in my opinion. Yeah, you you you're in politics, you we try, you trying to get in office, you want our vote. I need you to do A B C D yeah. E and F. Hold okay. on. But then on the other side, but on the other hand, A B C D E and F, we got to be working on, on on our end as well to make sure that if he can't deliver, that we're going to deliver. Well, if they can't deliver, then we're going to deliver. And then that's how we show them, like, oh, yeah, we don't even need you no more. And then that's how you get people to really be like, you know what? Oh, we got to follow them. And, 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 and that's how we get that's how we get those changes. And if we had those black super packs, what Will's saying is once we get you in, if you show out, we say, you know what? Commit your election. We won't vote. Well, super pack need what? We won't vote. Super packs need money. Collective, you know what I'm saying? And we have it. We got it, we man. We got it. We just got to put it in the right place. We got it. But yeah. we got to find something. Because we so headstrong on, on the, like you said earlier, Tone, the party, party, party. If we just came to the conclusion, this is one of the things I agree with Killer Mike on, which I don't agree with him on a lot of things, that if we had our own super PACs, we could say, we don't care if you're a Republican or a you're progressive, a, Demo- yes. a libertarian or a Democrat. Here's the agenda. What are you going to do for me? But then you have to get people. It's, it's so, hold them we, accountable. We, we sound so we, we, we so, sound so we, defeated. We so far gone though. Let me give you a scenario. This how far gone we gone. We are. What if we have the super pack, right? We have the super pack, and the person that's that's that can get us everything we want is a Republican, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You us three right here. We got the money to, and we got all. This, we got this group behind us. There will be people, even though we getting what we need, there will be people that will be like, a lot of people, oh, he Republican, though. You know what? Check dig. But that's why I don't like but the, check, the labels, man. But I look, check dig, check dig, check dig, check dig. I can't stand I know, I, I feel you. But check dig. When President... check dig. <laughs> Some old school stuff. When, um, when President Obama was running for president the first term in 2008, you know what the deciding factor was to get him to be the president? It's when a black Republican came out and spoke on his on spoke on his behalf, Colin Powell. Oh, yeah, so at the sure. end of the day, it's all about what can I might not agree with you, and but I'm, I'm I know. But I know if I swallow my pride, I'm with you on that. And I give and I release some of the things that I want. It can be a better benefit for the for things that we need. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the climate now. The climate, but the climate now, and and to to go back, Barack was a Democrat, and a lot of black people tend to vote Democrat. I'm saying if it's a Republican, we gotta. I, I say that to say we have to open our minds a little more. Yeah, because to me, the Democrats really ain't did much for us, nor has the Republicans. But we need to get people. It start. It's like a seed. You plant the seed, like I said, locally. Mm-hmm. You have to bring people up through these local elections 
people that you want to see. Because, I mean, frankly, we've had, we have career politicians right now, right? Right. And we've had these career politicians. Forever. And not not Forever. much is Forever. Not much has changed. Your whole life. Not, not my, my whole life. Right. right. Well, we can say not much has changed for us. But on the other side of the spectrum, there are some people who can say, we like the fact that you can say that nothing has happened yeah. for you because great things continue to happen for us. So yeah. what we got to realize is this, though. We can't sound defeated. And that, and, and, and that is when people say, like, bro, I ain't voting, bro. I ain't picking between the lesser of two evils, this, this, that, and the other. Is that sound, I hear, listen. Is that sounding defeated or is that just being tired? I think that's, that's one and the same, bro. Tomato, not, I tomato. I can't say what I really want to say on the air. Not, that, that's not... No, that's not. So Michelle Obama we, said something that Will just kind of paraphrased the other night. She said, "This ain't about party." Yeah, hey, it's about all about party time. This is what, what she said. About? Shut up. She <laughs> said, "This ain't about party." She said, "This ain't about the best politician. This is about the man at the end of the day that you feel will be the most genuine." <laughs> so you rolling the dice. I, We've been rolling the so dice for, too long. So for bro. you to say the rolling the dice we, on we, Trump we and Biden, whoa! Anything. I'm tired of rolling the whoa. dice and crapping out. Whoa! You roll the dice every day. Every day, I'm bro. Talking about with these politicians. Don't, when the last don't time you text? Don't put my personal life. When the last time you texted and drive? When you was texting and drive? You did that today, didn't you? Nah, you was man. rolling the dice. Because it was you. It was you texting us though. You was texting him. I was going to the store. Oh, slave master. Right. Y'all better have my stuff. <laughs> right, and he could have went and got it. He could have went and got it. I was trying to be on time. Oh, so he used us so used we could us. be late. And so then talk bad about us when we ain't on time. up late with his groceries. Tell him how long that, that Kroger line was. That, that Kroger line was so long, you thought it was a polling place to go vote. Dead serious, bro. Well, we let's, was say, back. let's make sure the election lines look like that. Right, because <laughs> we was back in the hours, bro. Hey, like, if somebody said something last night, I forgot who said it. Say, I don't care how long the line is, even if you got a pack of lunch, your butt better stand in it. And I hey, feel that. I got my uh my stuff in the mail, the uh early the uh yeah, mail in Go voting. do early voting. Yeah, early voting. I'm Take your that. absentee ballot to the board of elections. You got to mm -hmm. put it in the mail. I got it in the mail to sign but, up for it and But yeah, though, I mean that's what we I believe to so to get back to the topic, do we need a leader or a movement? Like I feel like I feel like uh Senator Harris is the it is she is becoming a movement because it's a lot of people it's a lot of people who see her that see themselves in her it's a lot of our a lot of women who see that um yeah. and, 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 and and but one thing that she she had to make the tough decisions and we have to respect that even if we don't necessarily one agree. thing one thing I want to say before we wrap this up um she's black I don't care what nobody say. And the white folks here, she's black. Mm -hmm. We got to stop trying to dictate what black is. What Cleveland Brown say, am I black enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, because her, her pops is what? Uh, from Jamaica. Jamaica. Right. So in the United States, they see us all the same. And that's that's the, the other thing, though. That's that separation, that, that split. Like, we got to stop doing that, man. Like. And we let them do it. We stop doing it because the more that we stop doing it and they do it, those allies that um, Will talked about early, you know, they we can shift their focus to be truly genuine, and we can say, as women in this country, 
We, we talk so long about rights and equality and the suffrage and all this. The anniversary of the woman's suffrage, we have a, a, a woman that is a nominee as the vice president for the United States of America. And that's dope. I think it's a beautiful thing, that's man. I, I don't know about y'all. I you know, I don't care who the candidate was. It's a woman. But to know this woman and her background, you know, HBCU and all that kind of stuff, um, Wayne in the audience at the Lakers game, I see it. It's dope. I get all the chills as a black father. You know what I'm saying? That uh, I can show that image to my daughters. And say you can continue to dream as big and as deep as as as, as you want to dream to those to those college students that go to HBCUs when PWIs kind of try to ridicule you and say oh, 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 oh we had this and that mm-hmm. you can say but one of us there you go, has that. a chance to be on the I'm just saying we we separated by that. No, I'm not saying we separated, but I'm just saying the feel of this hit different, man. Amen. Uh, for me, amen. Stick together. Stop dissing each other in public in, in public settings, man. Be on the same page, and just 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 grow and be together, man. All of that other BS. We gotta realize what's important to us, and all of us are not gonna get everything we want, but we have we to can get, get a little about yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> my man, <laughs> my man. <laughs> we could get a little about a lot. Nah, <laughs> that's <but> a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Cut the tape. Yeah, so we back, people. We back, people. We about to end this uh, episode, man. I think I think we had an opportunity to uh, start the episode off with a little uh, uh, representation of black men that, you know, a lot of people say that they don't get opportunity to see, even though it was on TV. I think a lot of us learn from that, um, learn from the way that they move, and we gravitated towards that, um, especially us three, well, us four or five in here who had fathers in our life growing up. We still was able to gravitate towards those black fathers and then this political um, talk, um, which is kind of different. I usually don't talk politics, but I think it was important to get my opinion off. At the same time, you all get your opinion off um, and just show how we can represent and hold each other down. Um, So as we leave tonight, tonight we did not go out and purchase any wine. (laughs) Tonight was a... uh, I felt like how Al felt at the episode five. So episode seven, um, so episode seven, um, I felt the need to, you know, I wanted to show my guys some, some, some love. So I felt the need that I was going to go out and make them some, um, make them some sangria from scratch. Um, so I, I love my sangria. A couple other people have had and they enjoyed the sangria. So I felt like it was cool if I was to make the sangria for my homies and for their family. And at the same time, you know, be able to, um, drink and have an in-depth discussion. So I will not be biased and judge my uh, sangria. I will let the other gentlemen get the opportunity to I'm tell a, me how they felt about it. I'm gonna I'm say this. World. I'm gonna say this first. I appreciate you though, because I feel good. <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be bad. You gonna start out with love. <laughs> I feel good. He I feel start good. With love. You want to go or you want me to go? So uh, <laughs> on that last segment, I had to go upstairs for a second. <laughs> And I went upstairs, and I, I was talking to my girl, and she said she wanted to try the sangria. So I came down, I tiptoed back down, you know, while they was talking and stuff. No, no big deal. Took it back up. And then I look over. My mom still had her same glass from earlier. 
So I'm like, Ma, why didn't you drink the sangria? She said, Oh, I forgot about it. She tried to hit me with that. So <laughs> okay, I be quiet while Tony's giving his review. So my girl tasted it and she gave it right back to me, like, I can't drink this. So I look over at my mom, like, Ma, you gotta finish that. So my mom forced it or whatever. <laughs> so I brought my girl down and I told him what she You told him. Whoa! I'm talking about you. I'm okay. told. I told Will. Okay. Come on, man. I'm just trying to make sure you get it oh, right. He want to take. The, he want to take the pressure off his drink. He want to take the pressure off his drink. So I told Will. Will. Okay. I told. I told Will. I'm not gonna stand for that. I told him. He's my ride home tonight. I told. I told. I told him that she said she did. She thought it was a thumbs down. But for me. The taste is cool. It's got me where I need to be. I'm gonna tell you that. Mm. But man, he got this cheap ass oh, bottle man, of. Don't uh, you dare! I'm about El Toro. <laughs> El Toro. Yeah. El Toro. He got this cheap ass bottle of El Toro. Ruben a leader. He ready to go hey. fight somebody with that. Hey, that MF got the the uh, hot sauce top cap. <laughs> hey, hey, I took a picture of it, man. <laughs> And I'm gonna post it before the show, so y'all gonna see. Y'all already gonna be have seen this, and I got a picture, cause this this hey man, I don't know what he gave me. It looked like he went in the corner store and bought that in the hood. Five ninety nine. And man, that's the bottle that the winos have on the corner in a in a black bag. Winos can't afford that. Not in a black bag, but a brown paper bag. What about you, Mister uh, okay. Albie? So I did you- like the fruit. The fruit was a good touch, my bad. you paid for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were late because of that, but you know. In line with the masses for the fruit. Let me get back to Joe Buttons real quick. Come on, man. Say, no, uh, hey, f- hey, you can't rush this critique, right? <laughs> you got to sit with this one. Hey, look how he holding it. <laughs> He's sniffing it. Hey. It's a... Uh, uh, Hey, all it, I know is throughout the episode, somebody kept telling me to refill their glass. Hey, because I was... I was <laughs> feeling good. You see how, how animated he was and excited. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say this. My brother, my brother, and we celebrate you and embrace you and your creativity for tonight with this concoction that the ancestors empowered you <laughs> to make. So, hey, after he go, I got a surprise for y'all for next week. After oh, you go ahead. Indeed. Can you go? Um... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I like the fact that you took a shot at it. You know what I'm saying? You ever made this before? You said I took a shot at it. (laughs) 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 I almost spit my drink out. Hey, man. (laughs) He told my man he took a shot. (laughs) After he said he made it for other people. (laughs) He is crazy, bro. I would never make nothing. You know what? Other side. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm going to say this. Uh, this is supposed to be uh, what? <laughs> Stupid. Man. No, it's supposed to be sang- sangria, right? This, and I know sangria is a form of wine. Mm-hmm. It's a drink. Mm-hmm. But this really, um, I-, I enjoyed it. This was kind of like a um, a box of wine. No, not a box of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop, because I'm trying to be positive. I, I enjoy it. I want it. you to be real. I'm being real. You know me. I really, hey. I would have rather for it, you know, if we would have had some more ice cubes and stuff in there. But I, I definitely. Um, it got me where I need I definitely enjoyed it. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely hitting. <laughs> I'm hungry as hell. <laughs> and I, I can feel it. I may call off tomorrow. Shit, it's the first week hey, of man, school. Hey, man, you better not, bro. 
Hey, I'm gonna tell. Hey, you. But it was cool. But I like it. Next I'm, week, big announcement. I'm gonna be the bartender next week. I'm gonna make three different drinks. I'm gonna have you get to pick the drink. Pick a drink y'all want me to make, and I'll make it. And I'm gonna pick a drink myself. All right, that's cool. My sangria is alive. <laughs> I don't care what they say. It's a lot of uh. What drink do you want me to make you? <laughs> I I'll let you know. We all got a drink. No, we gonna. I don't have nothing right now. Long Island. Yeah, he like he like no Long Islands or Strawberry Hennessy's. No, I don't. I don't. Oh, you don't drink Strawberry Hennessy's no more. But I don't drink. So we was never in kickbacks, <laughs> and you said, no. "Oh, this guy is hey, wild." Hey, well, <laughs> when the biggest of business oh my out. God. Hey, hey, listen, listen. So, so that come was, on. That, hush. That was way before the pandemic, bro. I do not indulge in Hennessy. Hey, Long Island. What's I'll the drink? let you know. I don't know right now. What's the I'll drink eat. that people order? Not a whiskey sour, not a Manhattan. What's the other one? A Washington, not Washington Apple. I'm not a woman. Man, just bring me a bottle of wine. I drink that myself. Nah, man, we making drinks. Bro. I'll tell you Don't what surprise me, bro, yeah. so I can Oh, now you want me to surprise? Oh, yeah. You so want to critique Yeah, I'm Man, that was trash, man. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> but this was cool. I, it was right, I enjoyed it. Hey, listen. We got to get ready to go. Let's set it up for we can get ready to be out of here tonight. Episode 7 was great. We really dived in. This is probably the first time I really felt like, you know what I'm saying, we really, we really went after each other. And it's great to have that we can, you know, go down our routes and come back together um, as friends and brothers. I think Tone says this all the time. It's all about listening um, to hear people understanding and gain that clarity. And this is a show about clarity. While we don't know everything, Tell him, Chef. <laughs> we definitely know a little about a lot. He got two big view fish in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Oh, yeah. See y'all next Monday. Who you calling the bitch? I want to go to kickstart. Now look. You ain't a bitch, you're a hoe. 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 You ain't a bitch, you're